CNN suggests that misinformation from the right will cause a civil war, but it's the establishment media embrace of radical critical race theory that will split the country. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today at expressvpn.com. Slash Ben, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, let's talk for a second about the fact that if you're a responsible person, you need to make sure that you can get life insurance for your family. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why would you compare? Well, first, you can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. It's a lot of money. You could save 1300 bucks or more every year on life insurance using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Getting started, super simple. First, Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance you're going to need and compare personalized quotes and find your best price. You know, everything in life these days is personalized and you can shop for it around online. Why wouldn't you do the same thing at Policy Genius when it comes to something super important like life insurance? Policy Genius will never sell your information to other companies and Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice and super duper important to get it right. Alrighty, so in the absence of Donald Trump, our establishment media have decided that now is the moment they can destroy all opposition. It wasn't just that they were out to get Trump. It was that, it was that Trump was a stand-in for everybody who didn't think like they did. And now that Trump is out of the picture, essentially, the Democrats in the establishment media have decided it's time to go full out against not just conservatives, but specifically Fox News. And so all of the coverage time that they used to spend on CNN, on Donald Trump, has been shifted. And now they just cover Tucker Carlson as though Tucker Carlson's an elected official. They just cover Fox News the same way that Media Matters would. They just assign staffers to watch Fox News. And if you actually want to watch Fox News, all you have to do these days is tune in to CNN because they spend more time covering what's going on on Fox News on CNN than they do actually covering what's going on with the Biden administration, which is pursuing extraordinarily radical plans. And all of their reporters are cheered for this sort of stuff. So Jim Acosta, who is just a terrible reporter. He was a terrible White House reporter. All he wanted to do was get on TV. It's all he cared about was those viral clips of Jim Acosta shouting at President Trump. Well, now he has nothing to do. Like he, he, his job is basically over because Trump isn't there. So he has to pick new enemies. And the way that Jim Acosta is going to keep his numbers up is by cursing at Fox News, which of course, if you're watching CNN, presumably you like. So Jim Acosta went viral over the weekend because he started dropping curse words on CNN to show how passionate he was. He started dropping curse words on cable news. And so here he was talking about Fox News and Fox News being a promulgator of lies and all the rest of Jim Acosta's usual shtick. As the old saying goes, a lie can travel around the world and back again while the truth is still lacing up its boots. But the lie, the lies these days are moving at the speed of light while spreading so much darkness. Take, for example, the uproar over this New York Post story that claimed that copies of a children's book written by Vice President Kamala Harris were being given to migrant kids in their welcome kits. That tale from the border didn't just border on BS. This was USDA grade A bullshit. And the reporter who wrote the story resigned, claiming she was forced to make it up. But the damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves at the bullshit factory, also known as Fox News. So Fox News is a BS factory, right? And Jim Acosta, who is just a promulgator of self-aggrandizing nonsense, a, a person who, who his Twitter profile for a while was a picture of him looking in a mirror of him on his Twitter profile. It was, it was like an infinite regress of, of self-absorption. 
He makes narcissists look like Moses in terms of his humility. It's, it's unreal how self-aggrandizing and self-obsessed Jim Acosta is, which is why I always say, ladies, find you a man who loves you like Jim Acosta loves Jim Acosta. But this sort of stuff is sort of par for the course over at CNN. So Jake Tapper, who occasionally does ask good questions on his show, I've praised when I think Jake does the right thing. This is Jake doing the wrong thing. So Jake decides that the Republican Party is no longer fact-based, as opposed to presumably the Democratic Party. See, the entire subtweet here is that if you're on CNN's side of the political aisle, this means that you care about the facts. An apple is an apple, and a banana is a banana, except when an apple has a banana, in which case the apple might be a banana. In any case, here is Jake Tapper talking about how the Republican Party, just like Fox News, is not fact-based. The incentive structure in the Republican Party and its media does not punish those who spread bad medical advice or lies. In fact, quite the opposite. Telling the truth as a Republican official can be hazardous to your political health. It's my opinion that the United States needs a healthy, thriving, fact-based Republican Party. It is difficult to look at these events, all of them just from the last week, and conclude that we have one. Now, I'm not going to praise the New York Post coverage on that Kamala Harris story, which turned out not to be true. I'm not going to praise the coverage that suggested that Joe Biden had actively proposed that 90 percent of meat consumption be dumped in the United States because that active proposal was non-existent. I'm not going to praise bad coverage. At the same time, I am going to point out that the sort of high horse coverage from CNN is something to really admire. I mean, the gall of these folks is something to really admire. Because it turns out that the establishment media don't just get stories wrong on a regular basis. They pervert the minds of their viewers in doing so. So the establishment media likes to point to polls that show that a huge percentage of Republicans say that Joe Biden didn't actually win the 2020 election. I agree. That's not good. Joe Biden won the 2020 election. I said this. I've said this repeatedly. In fact, I've said this since the Electoral College voted. And I said that I didn't see the full evidence of the full evidence of voter fraud and irregularity that Donald Trump had suggested. In fact, that Donald Trump didn't even claim in a wide variety of cases across the United States. I've been saying that for a while. It's no argument from me that when it comes to the actual outcome of the 2020 election, Joe Biden won. All right, fair enough. I've also said that I think that the media effectively rigged the election by lying to you for months on end about what was going on with COVID, lied to you for months on end about what was going on with Black Lives Matter in, the, in America's major cities, lied to you openly about things like the Hunter Biden story or hit it, and all of that can be true at once. But I'm not going to pretend that I think that it's good that a lot of Republicans say that the 2020 election was the result of voter fraud and irregularity. Okay, I also, I, I'm fairly certain that when you look at those poll numbers, I think that's a lot of Republican voters who are getting called by pollsters. They're asked the question. They understand the question is a litmus test for loyalty. And so they just say, screw you to the pollsters. So I think even a lot of the people who say that don't in their heart of hearts actually believe it. But put that aside. Let's assume that's true. Let's assume for a second that the Republican Party puts out information that is not true and that sometimes Fox News or right-wing media put out things that are not true. Let's assume that's all the case. The converse is so much more true that it's astounding. Okay, it has been true for literally my entire lifetime that false narratives promulgated by the establishment media have taken root in the American psyche to the extent that entire political movements have been built up around these lies. I can cite you three polls just from the last few weeks demonstrating just how deeply the mind rot promulgated by the establishment media has crept into American politics, particularly on the left. I'll get to some of these polls in just one second, because again, the idea from the left is that America is falling apart. And the reason America is falling apart is because of this right wing misinformation and disinformation and Fox News and the Republican Party and all this. The reality is that if the country is falling apart, if the country is being put to the brink 
It is being put to the brink by a radical group of people in establishment media who have promulgated absolute lies, large-scale lies, not tiny lies like Kamala Harris had a, had a book distributed at the border, not, not small stories like Joe Biden wants to cut 90% of meat, big stories about what America is, about what happens in America, stories that go to the root of what the country ought to be. Those stories, which are absolute lies, are promulgated by the media routinely and regularly, and they have an impact. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about a fantastic gift for Mother's Day. Now, Mother's Day is coming up. It's a great time to get your wife, your mom, the woman in your life. It's time to get her some jewelry. But what is the best place to get her jewelry? Let me tell you about the Pearl Source. At the Pearl Source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry at up to 70% off retail prices. Pearl Source cuts out the middleman by eliminating traditional five times markups by jewelry stores and selling directly to you, the consumer. They have the largest selection of pearls available anywhere. Each jewelry piece is custom made for you. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant jewelry box, so it's ready to be given as a gift. It comes with that no-hassle 60-day money-back guarantee, so it is absolutely risk-free. Don't overpay for jewelry. Go to the Pearl Source. Save up to 70% off retail prices today. I have gotten jewelry from the Pearl Source for my wife. It is some of her favorite stuff to wear. It is just beautiful. I know the people who own the Pearl Source. Wonderful family people. It's a, it's a terrific company, and the people who own it are honest as the day is long. For a limited time, listeners to my show can take 20% off your entire order for Mother's Day. Go to thepearlsource.com slash Ben. Enter promo code Ben at checkout for 20% off your entire order. If you want fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, go straight to the source, The Pearl Source. Again, that's thepearlsource.com slash Ben. Enter promo code Ben at checkout to get started and take 20% off your entire order. Plus, again, it's already 70% off retail prices. It's excellent, excellent stuff. Alrighty, so... When we talk about misinformation and the deep impact that it has on how Americans think, it is worthy of note that when you look at the polls on how dangerous, for example, Americans thought COVID was, Democrats are way off, way off. Okay, so here is a poll. This is from mid-March 2021. What are the chances someone with COVID must be hospitalized? So the actual answer is one to 5%, that if you get COVID, your chances just on average and again, it's much lower than 1% to 5% of your child, for example, in which it's nearly 0%. But forget about the age tranches. If you listen to this show, you know what the percentage is. Okay, you know that the percentage is 1% to 5%. That's the actual answer. And 26 of, 26% of Republicans say that it is 1% to 5%. And 4% of Republicans say that it is 0%. Okay? Which is, and another 15% say that it is 6 to 10%. So all in all, you're talking about 45% of Republicans saying that the chances of being hospitalized are less than 10%, which is correct. Okay, now, look at the Democrats. For the Democrats, only 26% of Democrats say there is a less than 10% chance of being hospitalized if you get COVID. The number one answer from Democrats for how often, what are the chances that somebody with COVID has to be hospitalized? 41% of Democrats say that over half of people who get COVID have to be hospitalized. Over half. Okay, you know why that is? Because they all read the New York Times because there is the panic-driven coverage of the mainstream media. It's because they watch CNN. It's because they are told by the mainstream media day in and day out that if you get COVID, you're going to die. All in all, 69% of Democrats say that if you get COVID, there is a, an above 20% chance that you are going to be hospitalized. So they're just dead wrong. They are way off. And it's not just on things like COVID. It's also on things like police shootings. So there's a poll that was done from skeptic.com and it tried to assess how many people in America thought how many black Americans were shot every year by the police? Unarmed black Americans were shot by the police in 2019. So the actual answer, the real answer is about 10. It's like somewhere between 10 and 20 is the number of unarmed black men killed by the police in 2019. 
Okay, very conservative people got this answer right. 46% of very conservative people said that the answer was about 10. Another 34% of conservative Americans, very conservative Americans, said about 100. Right, so it's certainly well below 100. If you look at very liberal people, if you look at very liberal people, the number one answer was about 1,000, about 1,000. Okay, and if you look at the, the tail on that, another 15% thought that it was 10,000 and another 8% thought it was more than 10,000 people. Black Americans were killed unarmed by the cops every year. That is because of media coverage. It's because the media lie. It's because the media tell you untruths. They create narrative untruths on a regular basis. And for all the talk about how Republicans think the 2020 election was stolen, let us not forget that a huge number of Democrats thought in the aftermath of 2016 that the 2016 election was stolen. November 18th, 2016, the Federalist reports nearly half of Democrats thought the 2016 presidential election was quote unquote rigged. 42% of Democrats believed that the election was rigged. 58% of Democrats responded that Donald Trump was legitimately elected on November 8th. Okay, so if we're talking about just baseline misinformation operating in a non-fact-based universe, there is no monopoly on misinformation and untruth. And if we're talking about deep and abiding real narratives, the Democrats have promulgated narratives that are significantly less true about the United States than the Republicans have. And again, they make mistakes on a fairly regular basis. Over the weekend, for example, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they all had to retract a report about the FBI's communication with former President Trump's longtime lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, according to DailyWire.com. The Post on Thursday was the first to report that Giuliani was explicitly warned by the FBI he was the target of a Russian effort to influence the 2020 presidential election. Citing unnamed sources, identified only as people familiar with the matter, the Washington Post also said the conservative news network One America News OAN was warned by the, by the FBI. But on Saturday, the Post put out a correction noting it had removed both assertions. The paper said an earlier version of this story published Thursday incorrectly reported that One America News was warned by the FBI it was the target of a Russian influence operation. That version also said the FBI had provided a similar warning to Rudy Giuliani. This version has been corrected to remove assertions that OANN and Giuliani received the warnings. Well, that's kind of a big deal because if you're warned that the Russians are trying to influence you and then you go ahead and you do it anyway, that's a problem. But it turns out none of that was true. But it was promulgated by the New York Times and the Washington Post. That is a major media screw up, obviously. Hey, so when it comes to just the, if you're talking about like the magnitude of stories that get screwed up, one, you're saying that the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was told by the FBI the Russians were trying to use him and then he ignored it. And that One American News a right-wing media outlet heavily associated with Trump was being used by the Russians and they were told by the FBI that they were being used by the Russians. That story then gets pulled down by both the Washington Post and the New York Times. On the other hand, you have CNN blanket covering a story about whether Joe Biden suggested that 90% of meat consumption in the United States would have to decline. Which one of those stories do you think is more important? Like if it had been promulgated, which one of those stories is more important? That the president's personal lawyer was basically enthralled with the Russians and was warned by the FBI that he was? Or that Joe Biden wants to cut meat consumption. Okay, when it comes to the depth and breadth of the narratives that are pushed by the media that are damaging to the country, the establishment media are way worse than anything Fox News or the Republican Party has, has to promulgate here. And that is not to make light of some of the things that the Republican Party has promulgated, including doubts about the veracity of the 2020 election outcome. Okay, you don't have to make light of one in order to condemn both. And to say that one is of greater magnitude than the other. I don't have to make light of January 6th in, or, in order to say 
that I truly believe the authoritarian threat to the country does not come primarily from the droogs and morons who decided to run into the Capitol building on January 6th. It comes from the control of all major institutions in American society by a militant left that wishes to cram down its view, its perverse view of utopian America on you. I'm capable of differentially assessing threats and risks. And I don't have to make light of one in order to, in order to promote the notion that the other is more dangerous. We'll get to the true threats to the country and how the establishment media are basically, apparently they're spoiling for a sort of civil war in this country at this point. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about your safety and security at home. So you got a lot going on at your house. I got a lot going on at my house. I got a lot of people showing up on the on the porch. They're dropping off packages. We have people who are stopping by more and more these days as the pandemic wanes, right? A, a lot is going on and that's great. I also want to make sure I know what the hell is going on at my house. I have three kids under the age of seven. So this is why I rely on Ring. Ring allows me to keep an eye on my home no matter where I am right from my phone. And Ring has hassle-free, easy-to-install indoor and outdoor cams, so you'll never miss a visitor. You can keep those packages and deliveries safe. With motion detection, you'll get notified even if they don't ring the doorbell. If somebody stops by or something is going on, Ring will let you know, which is awesome. There's a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit available at ring.com slash Ben right now. It comes with the Ring Video Doorbell 3 and the Chime Pro. Don't wait. Get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com slash Ben. It comes with that Ring Video Doorbell 3 and the Chime Pro. It's the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Head on over to ring.com slash Ben. That is ring.com slash Ben. Go check them out right now. Ring.com slash Ben for that special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit. My wife and I rely on Ring. You should too. They are great. Ring.com slash Ben. That is ring.com slash Ben. Okay, so when I say that the establishment media are spoiling for something here, that they are spoiling to, to divide the country, pit it against itself, it's not just that they condemn people on the right as, as pushing misinformation. That's a commonality in politics. That's been going on as long as I've been alive. Democrats call Republicans liars. Republicans call Democrats liars. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the establishment media promoting narratives about the nature of the country that are just awful. And that lead to tremendously deep and profound conflict. Most of the political conflict that we tend to see on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, politicians arguing with each other, that's basically penguins slapping each other on top of the iceberg. I'm talking about the nature of the iceberg itself. Democrats are trying to crack the iceberg that we all share, and they are trying to divide it so that the two halves have to float away from each other. And so, for example, CNN's reliable sources, so reliable, so sources, they had a panel in which they suggested the right-wing media could incite civil war. The right-wing media is going to incite civil war. But as we'll see, if anybody is going to promote radical ideas that are likely to divide the country down the middle, it's going to be CNN and the Democrats. Here is the CNN panel. It is not a, an equivalent uh, holy war, an equivalent sectarianism. Uh, oh. So much of what you're talking about in the undermining of democracy is coming from the right. And so I, I don't know if sectarianism kind of washes out the difference between um, different sides of the political spectrum. It seems to me, uh, post-Trump, uh, you certainly are fact-checking Biden, and we're going to get into your new data about that in a minute. But a lot of what you're doing now is fact-checking right-wing media, because it's the New York Post, it's Fox News that's advancing these false narratives. Okay, so the, the, we're on the verge of a civil war. It's one side that, that was a professor at Columbia. And then there's Brian Stelter, who's talking to Daniel Dale, who has been basically put on the back burner now. Daniel Dale was the guy who would kind of fire hose everything that Trump ever said that was exaggerated or false and talk about what a damned liar Trump was. Now he soft pedals what Biden says that's false and spends his time, as you hear Brian Stelter say, checking Fox News, which is deeply, deeply important stuff. Okay, what kind of narratives are being promoted by the sectarian left media? The narrative that America is systemically racist and that people who oppose systemic racism, the, the, the idea that, that America is systemically racist, people who say that that's not true are in fact the villains in American society and need to be excised from the public debate. So CNN's W. Camo Bell over the weekend 
he, I mean, you're telling me that the, the, that the person, the people who are promoting civil war in the country are people on the right? That's what you're telling me? Here's W. Camel Bell appearing with Dino Badaya, both of whom are CNN contribs, on Sirius XM's Dino Badaya show, talking about how he doesn't even know that the country is worth fighting for. What are we fighting for in this country as black folks? Like, are we, is, is this country worth fighting for? And I think especially through COVID and through Trump and Trump's response to COVID and through the fact that COVID has made this, made the lives of black, Latinx, indigenous and brown folks worse and made it so that we, that whatever hole that our communities were in, the hole is deeper now. And we've lost a ton of people. We lost a ton of people through COVID that you go, is this all worth fighting for? And that's the place where I'm at now is like in a very, really profound way go, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more that I can personally do. Okay. So is this worth fighting for? Is this country worth fighting for? You haven't, but Camel Bell is not like out of the mainstream here. The left has decided in, by definition, deeply unpatriotic fashion, that America is rooted in evil, that America is rooted in systemic racism, that all of its institutions are shot through with racism. And the media love this narrative. This is, the, this is the biggest lie that is being told in American politics right now, is that Americans, America's institutions are irrevocably, irredeemably racist and terrible, and anybody who refuses to say that is, by dint of refusing to say that, a racist. And the media are reflecting this every single day. And they, they just lie in order to promote that idea, that, that this is like a deep, that this is a deeply felt and, and widely held view in the United States. They're taking a fringe view about what the United States is, and they've rammed it into the mainstream. And the Biden administration is promoting it quite openly at this point. So, for example, it is the Biden administration and the left in the United States that has promoted the idea that the education departments of the United States ought to be taken over, essentially, by critical race theory. That they, they ought to ram into place a notion that critical race theory, which we'll get into in just one second, should be taught. The Department of Education put out a series of guidelines in which they recommended that if you want a grant... One of the ways you can get a grant is by teaching the Garbage 1619 Project, which is a pseudo history of the United States in which the Revolutionary War was fought to preserve slavery, a lie, and also in which Ibram X. Kennedy, the greatest race grifter in America right now, ought to be taught. And if you do that, maybe you get a federal grant from the Department of Education. So this is a view of, the, uh, of America that is being promoted at the highest levels in our media, and it's being mainstreamed in our colleges, and it's being mainstreamed in the federal government of the United States. And the media are pushing this thing. They are pushing it so unbelievably hard right now. We're going to get to that in just one second. They're lying in order to promote it. I'll get to that in one second. First, let us talk about the fact that one of the worst things that you can do financially is get into credit card trouble. If you start racking up those credit cards and then you just let the interest rates go, you will find yourself in a world of hurt. Instead, if you're a responsible person, you really need to make sure that you consolidate those credit card loans and get out of that credit card debt like ASAP. If you're looking for a way to save extra money, why not start by paying less interest on that credit card balance? Refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's an easy way to save hundreds or thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. They have lower than average credit card interest rates. Uh, those ones are like over 18% APR and there are no fees. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. That's exactly what they deliver. Again, if you get caught in credit card trouble, it can absolutely destroy your life. Don't let that be you. Just for my listeners, apply right now, get a special interest rate discount, save even more. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Shapiro. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash Shapiro. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Shapiro for more information. Alrighty, so the media have decided that they're going to push 
hard for the idea that critical race theory is popular and that America really should have a giant fight over whether America is institutionally racist. They're doing this because the Democratic Party has decided that this is their pathway to victory. So for a long time, there, were two, there was a conflict inside the Democratic Party that nobody could square. One was the idea that government solved all their problems. This was sort of the LBJ, FDR idea that government was the solution. And the other was the critical race theory idea that America's systems and institutions not only couldn't solve all your problems, they were all systemically racist. Then Barack Obama came along and he said in his very personage, it's true, all the systems of the United States are in fact racist and bad, but I'm here on the inside, I'm gonna wreck those systems. And this has been the, the baton that has been picked up by this old, this geriatric dotard, the current president of the United States, Joe Biden. Right, he's picked this up and he's run with it. The idea being that you're right, all the institutions of the United States are racist and irredeemably so. And so we're going to change those institutions from the inside. It's not about using the institutions to do good. It's about systemically changing the institutions from the inside. The revolutionaries are on the inside. And so this is being pushed by the media. And the American people, it turns out, in most areas of the United States are not real fond of this crap. They do not like the idea that has been promoted that critical race theory is a good idea. Now, before I go any further, let me actually explain what critical race theory is because people don't seem to understand what critical race theory is. Critical race theory is the idea that America's institutions are deeply racist and that all of America is deeply racist. The way that you get to this conclusion and the, the, the sort of origins of critical race theory really start with critical theory. Critical theory was a Marxist notion, and that was that America's institutions promote repression and tyranny because they are rooted in capitalism. Critical theory says all of America's institutions, all of our high-flown ideals in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, all of that is just crap. It's just cover for systems of power, for hierarchies of power. And those are meant to enshrine class differences. And so they have to be torn away so that we can have a non-fascist, non-class-based society. Now, there's only one problem with the critical theory argument in general. America is not a class-based society. America has never been a class-based society. Alexis de Tocqueville talked very early on in American history about how what was unique about America is that there didn't seem to be these very rigid classes. People moved in and out of classes. There was this burgeoning middle class, a huge middle class. Everybody seemed to have a certain amount of property in the United States. Tocqueville talks about this in Democracy in America, which is being written in the 1830s. So the class-based argument about American society didn't hold a lot of sway in the United States. But the race-based argument that America's institutions are shot through with racism, at least up to the 1960s, there was truth to that because America's institutions actually legally discriminated. If you went down to South, if you went down South, there were actual legal systems of discrimination in place. If you go back to before the Civil War, slavery was actually legal in the United States. And of course, there were federal laws on the books that forced states that were free to return slaves who'd, been, who'd escaped from these awful places, right? So the, the argument that America's institutions historically had racism in them is true. The argument that was made by, by traditional American patriots ranging from Frederick Douglass to, American, to, to, to Abraham Lincoln was that America's institutions all had also were written with the ability to self-correct and the, and the higher ideals of the United States were not, in fact, mere enshrinements of hierarchical power, but were the baton you could use in order to break these racial systems and these racial hierarchies. Okay, but critical race theory basically took the Marxist theory of class and then extended it to race. So all of America's institutions were shot through with race and were therefore un, unredeemable, or irredeemable and unfixable. Stokely Carmichael uh, was the, probably the first person to start using the term systemically racist or structurally or institutionally racist. He was doing that around 1966 when he was the head of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Later on, he'd become a black separatist and the head of a Black Panther Party. Carmichael posited that while the federal government had barred discrimination on the basis of race, racism could not be alleviated by such, such action. 
See, the problem for critical race theorists is that America barred discrimination on the basis of race in 1965. So they had to have some other explanation for why the institutions had to be torn down. Because just as the United States had been not based in class, now the United States was moving away from hierarchies of race. Thank God. But people on the left wanted to tear down the systems nonetheless. So they had to come up with some explanation of how America was still racist and indeed in some ways more racist than it was when racism was legal and enshrined in law. Carmichael wasn't arguing the system could be mobilized on behalf of people it had victimized. He was arguing the definition of racism itself would have to change. You didn't actually have to see somebody being a racist. You didn't have to see a racist intent in law. His argument was now that if there was any inequality of outcome, that meant that the system itself was racist. Now, again, in 1965, maybe that has some truck because you are literally living in a system where legal racism has just been ended. And so you can't expect that all the outcomes are going to shift overnight. What you would expect is they would shift over time. Okay, but this, the critical race theory project really takes off in the late 70s and the early 80s. The chief expositors were a couple of people called Richard Delgado and, and Jean Stefanczyk. And they set out the basic principles of CRT, critical race theory. The first principle was that racism is ordinary and not aberrational. So when you say that somebody is racist, you have to understand that that's not an insult. When you say somebody is racist, what you're really saying is they are just a person. And then they have to be trained to be not just a person. They have to be trained to be better. Second, our system of white over color ascendancy serves important purposes, both psychic and material. In other words, the system is designed to create racially disparate outcome and people hold on to those racially disparate outcomes. And if you like the system, it's because secretly you have some sort of clinging to and cleaving to these racial hierarchies. Critical race theory pioneer Derek Bell, who is very close with Barack Obama, he wrote that, quote, the whole liberal worldview of private rights and public sovereignty mediated by the rule of law needed to be exploded, right? Understand that this is the goal behind critical race theory is to destroy all the institutions, right? Private property, public sovereignty, all of this needs to be thrown away. Private rights, a worldview premised upon public and private spheres is an attractive mirage that masks the reality of economic and political power. In other words, what Derek Bell was arguing is that everything needs to be regulated by the government. The private is public, the public is private. And you see this in how Joe Biden talks about the role of government. According to Derek Bell, even purportedly good outcomes for black people could be evidence of white supremacy implicit within the system. Because white people are so invested in the system, they would even be willing to allow things like Barack Obama being elected just to uphold the system. Right, so this is the critical race theory garbage that people are attempting to now cram into the public schools. Here's the thing. And, th and this is promoted in America's major newspapers. The 1619 Project is rife with critical race theory garbage. In fact, this is why Nicole Hannah-Jones, the de facto editor and pseudo-journalist at the New York Times, is out there defending critical race theory today. Right, she's very big into critical race theory. She's been a fan for quite a while. Okay, well, here's the thing. This sort of stuff, not super popular. Not super popular for, the, for, for all of this to take root in America's educational systems. And people around the United States are saying, listen, especially with school kids, one thing to do this at colleges, especially for school kids, local school boards get to set the agenda for what gets taught in schools. This has always been true. There's a certain viewpoint that will be taught and there's certain viewpoints that will not be taught. Right, when you're talking about how kids get taught in the United States, they should be taught in a way that suggests the truth about American history, which is that we have horrible blemishes in American history. But the story of America is a constant attempt to live up to founding principles. And it's those founding principles that were used as the impetus for change. Right? That's the way that history usually was set to be taught in the United States. But the media don't want it taught that way. And so their suggestion is that America is deeply divided over this stuff. Now, the reality is that if Democrats want to keep saying this, they can say it as much as they want. It ain't true. It ain't true. Okay, so we'll get to this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that 
if you are walking around your house uncomfortably these days, you need a great pair of slippers. Now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how I love their pillow. Like it makes me sleep better, doesn't give me neck pain. It's fantastic. Well, now my pillow has introduced my slippers. The slippers took over two years to develop. They are designed to wear indoors or outdoors all day long. They are super duper comfortable. My slippers are made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. They are made with quality leather suede. I can tell you firsthand, these are very comfortable. You're going to love them. The whole family is going to want them. For a limited time, MyPillow is offering 40% off their new My Slippers. These make a great Mother's Day gift, by the way. 40% off. So I've got sheets, pillows, and slippers from MyPillow. Like all their products, comfort is key. Go to MyPillow.com, click on that radio listener square, use promo code DAILYWIRE. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, the MyPillow towel sets, or... Call 800-951-7163. Use promo code DAILYWIRE. Visit MyPillow.com right now or call 800-951-7163. Remember, use promo code DAILYWIRE and you get some awesome, awesome discounts. Alrighty, we'll get to more on critical race theory and how the media are promoting effectively ideological civil war that could eventually get worse than that. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, as I'm sure you all know, the Daily Wire has been growing like crazy. Not only did we move our whole company across the country, we also released our first feature film. We struck up a movie deal with Gina Carano. We launched a new talk show hosted by Candace Owens. That's just within the last six months alone. And we have huge stuff coming for you. And I can tell you that our folks here are excited to bring you all sorts of brand new content. I mean, we launched Debunked, right? That's my series behind the paywall where you can hear me debunk common leftist myths. We have amazing, awesome stuff coming for you. I'm so excited for the future of the company. And we here at The Daily Wire want to express our gratitude to you because you guys make all of this possible. And we want to continue to include you in our future plans because we are growing every single day. Every day on my show, I talk about a lot of amazing products and services from sponsors that I love and use. But we want to get to know you better so we can choose our sponsors with you in mind so we can get great discounts on stuff you want. Please go to dailywire.com slash Shapiro, fill out my audience survey, tell us a little more about yourself and to sweeten that whole experience. Those of you who complete the survey will be entered to win a $1,000 gift card, which is a pretty sweet deal just for filling out a survey. You can only take that survey once per Daily Wire show. If you want to increase your chances of winning a thousand bucks, go listen to Michael Moles, Andrew Clavin, or Matt Walsh. Get access to their surveys as well. Again, my survey link is dailywire.com slash Shapiro. We would love to hear from you. If you didn't see yesterday's episode of the Ben Shapiro Show Sunday special, you are also missing out. Yesterday, I hosted the one and only Jordan Peterson. He's everybody's favorite clinical psychologist and the author of Beyond Order 12, More Rules for Life. It's an awesome interview. People are just loving it. Go check it out right now. It's the usual depth of not only emotion, but depth of thought that you get from Jordan. Go check it out right now at dailywire.com or on my YouTube channel, Ben Shapiro Daily Wire members. Get access to special bonus content from Sunday special episodes. So do not miss out. Join Daily Wire today. And most important announcement of the day. I am excited to announce I have a brand new book coming out. It's a new book. It's coming out. It is called The Authoritarian Moment. Today, I am pleased to reveal a first look at this book's cover. Check this out. Oh, look at that, baby. You can see the jack boot right there. The Authoritarian Moment. How the left weaponized America's institutions against dissent. So if you're worried about what's going on in the country right now, this is the book that matters. I go institution by institution. We talk about how the left took over those institutions. And most importantly, we talk about personal strategies you can use to fight back against the authoritarian moment we are currently experiencing. The left is ascendant in every area of American life. We go through each of these areas and how you can fight back in each of these areas. The authoritarian moment. It's available for pre-order right now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any other major bookseller. Order your copy today. Get all the facts necessary to dispute the leftists in your life and to fight back against the authoritarian left, which, as I say in the book, is the most dangerous threat to America today. The authoritarian left is on the march. Find out how to fight back. I'm super excited about the book. I think it's great. I'm doing the audio read of the book right now, so you can pre-order that as well, I believe. Go check out The Authoritarian Moment. It's available for pre-order at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any other major bookseller. Go check them out 
Right now, you're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Okay, so here is the thing. Most Americans don't like this critical race theory stuff. They don't like it. And they don't like it because it's bad, because it's ugly, and because it's untrue. When I say it's bad, it's ugly, and it's untrue, let me just give you an example of the kind of opinions it leads you to. So Charles Blow, who's an awful columnist for the New York Times, but at least give him the merit of, he says what's on his mind. He doesn't hide the ball. He has a piece in the New York Times today. It is titled, Is America a Racist Country? He gets to the good part about halfway down in the piece. He says, Abraham Lincoln said during his famous debates about against Stephen Douglas in 1858, that among white people and black ones, quote, there must be the position of superior and inferior, and I, as much as any other man, am in favor of the superior position being assigned to the white man, which is an actual quote from Abraham Lincoln in 1858, you know, when he was arguing against slavery and was transitioning away from the racism that was inherent in American society. Here, but listen to where, listen to where Charles Blow, a black columnist for the most prestigious newspaper in America, the New York Times goes with this. You ready? Some will concede the historical point and insist on the progress point, arguing that was then and this is now, that racism simply doesn't exist now as it then then. I would agree. American racism has evolved and become less blunt, but it has not become less effective. The knife has simply been sharpened. Now systems do the work that once required the overt actions of masses of individual racists. Okay, that's, that's just madness. I mean, this is where critical race theory leads, to absolute utter madness. That's insane. To suggest that systems of slavery in the United States and Jim Crow in the United States are no less effective than the systems of, of racism in place today is insane. Okay, I, I don't mean that it's unreasonable. I mean, it is literally insane. You have to be a crazy person to believe this, that racism in America in 2021 is more effective or as effective as slavery and Jim Crow racism. You also have to be totally crazy to suggest, as Charles Blow does, that the knife has been sharpened, that now racism is sharper than it was, right? It's gotten more effective, more, more efficient than it was during the days of, you know, enslavement of black people and treating them as chattel property and or the days in which black Americans were barred from going to the same schools as white Americans, were forced to drink at their own water fountains, were forced to take separate modes of transportation, and were barred from restaurants. Like, what in the actual F is he talking about? Charles Blow, I'm sure, sipping his latte at a nice restaurant on the Upper West Side of Manhattan while writing a piece for the New York Times. And th- I'm sorry, this is crazy. And he says, systems do the work that once re- required the overt actions of masses of individual racists. So um, is he unaware that slavery was a system? A legalized system? Is he unaware that Jim Crow was a legally mandated system? Not, not just allowed, mandated. If you go back to read Alabama Jim Crow laws, it was not restaurants may segregate if they wish to. It was restaurants must segregate whether or not they wish to. It was a state mandate. And now he's saying that in America, in which racism, discrimination, has been federally outlawed since 1965 for nigh on 50 years, right? You're talking over 50 years, 55 years since the Civil Rights Act. You're talking here about how America is more racist or just as racist as it was then because its systems are so intertwined with racism. You know, the same systems that have legally barred racism. Okay, this is a perverse worldview. It's a disgusting, a lying worldview. When I talk about dishonesty and misinformation, this is utter dishonesty. It is misinformation. It is a lie. It is a gigantic lie and is being promoted day in and day out by your members of the establishment media who are spoiling for some sort of ideological civil war here. This is radical horse crap.
We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that when people say free, they should mean, you know, actually free. When you switch to Pure Talk today, you will get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last, rugged screen, quick-charging battery, top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family will save almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Switch to my cell phone company. I've been using Pure Talk for years at this point. I tell you that coverage is excellent. I trust them. You can too. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and switch to my cell phone company today. puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Okay, and they are they are promoting it Every single day. How are they promoting it? Okay, so this came up for a vote. Okay, so in South Lake, Texas, there are a bunch of candidates and they opposed a local school diversity plan. Okay, the local school diversity plan, which is an Orwellian name for a school education plan that was going to use all of these garbage critical race theory points. There's a school board election. The school board was taken over 70 by a 70-30 vote. That is not a close vote. 70-30 is a blowout by any standard. A Castro-like blowout. By a 70-30 vote, the school board that was promoting the critical race theory garbage was tossed out. And instead, people were put in place who believed in teaching traditional American history with all of its warts and all of its flaws. Here is how this election, remember 70-30, 70-30 was characterized by NBC News. Again, your, your establishment media, they say that the right wants the Civil War. No, 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 no. The right is just sitting here. We just want to be left alone. We want to be able to teach our kids traditional American history. You guys are the ones who apparently want the ideological, and maybe more than that, civil war. I can't find any other explanation. Here's how NBC News headlined this. Remember, 70, I keep emphasizing 70-30 election because the headline I'm about, I'm about to read is delusional. Quote, opponents of anti-racism education. So first of all, they're already using the sort of language that is promoted by the critical race theorists, right? That when they promote overt racism, as in white Americans are inherently part of systems of racism, and they have to, in, they, they have to, wallow in supposed systemic and institutional white guilt. They call themselves anti-racist educators. They are racist. Ibram X. Kennedy has suggested that discrimination today is the solution to discrimination of the past. He's a racist. Okay, but this is anti-racism now. So NBC News headlines this. Opponents of anti-racism education win big in a bitterly divided election in South Lake, Texas. Conservative candidates who opposed a school diversity plan won every local race, taking about 70% of the vote in the wealthy Dallas-Fort Worth suburb. So I have a question. Bitterly divided election? By what standard is a 70-30 blowout a bitterly divided election? That's not a bitterly divided election. Can you imagine if Republicans had lost that race? It would be in stunning rebuke of traditional American thought. The radical, new, magical people who promote critical race theory win big, right? It would be a blowout. The media's headline would have been blowout. 70-30 is a blowout. It is not a bitterly divided election, but the headline is it's a bitterly divided election. On one side, says NBC News, progressives argued that curriculum and disciplinary changes were needed to make all children feel safe and welcome in Carroll, a mostly white but quickly diversifying school district. On the other, conservatives in Southlake rejected the school diversity plan as an effort to indoctrinate students with a far left ideology that, according to some, would institutionalize discrimination against white children and those with conservative Christian values. Candidates and voters on both sides described the election as a fork in the road for Southlake. In the end, the contest was not close. 
Yes. So then why was it bitterly divided? It wasn't. Okay, they got blown out as well they should have been. But the media have an interest in promoting the idea that we are bitterly divided over this stuff, even though we are not. It is the reason why the media hate Tim Scott so much, hate him, the senator from South Carolina, because Tim Scott correctly points out that critical race theory is not only mumbo jumbo, it is garbage, it is racism. This is why you end up with MSNBC's Tiffany Cross calling, to, uh, calling Tim Scott, a sitting United States senator from South Carolina, a token and a clown. And sure, Tim Scott has spoken out about his encounters with law enforcement and he co-sponsored the anti-lynching bill in the Senate, but there are two sides to every token. So thirsty for white approval, this dude actually stood on the national stage to defend the voter suppression law in Georgia. Please, Senator, say more about how unracist the country is while you trot out that tired line about going from cotton to Congress to clown. To clowns. He's a clown. He's a token. And he's a racist. Tim Scott. These are the folks who are ginning up civil war in the country. The folks of the radical left in the establishment media. These are the folks who lie to you every day about the nature of the country. And they're taking over the institutions on virtually every front. I mean, obviously, you have radicals like Maxine Waters who've been saying this sort of stuff for years. Here's Maxine Waters saying that every single day we, we have seen this nation get more racist. Every single day? Really? Really, Maxine Waters? Every day in America, we get more racist? Weird, because I've noticed some differences between 2021 and, say, 1861. Namely, that you're sitting in Congress saying absolute horse crap for the giggles and hoots of the media. It's insane. Every day we have seen, you know, this nation uh, get more racist uh, than anybody thought perhaps would be at this point in time. We've been through the civil rights movement where, of course, we made some progress. But this uh, president that we had, Trump, was taking us backwards uh, and he was making racist comments. Uh, he was, um, you know, identifying himself with people like uh, the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the uh, QAnon. I mean, that is racism defined uh, in the most uh, obvious way. OK, racism defined in the most obvious way would be active discrimination on the basis of race. Maxine Waters is an open promoter of that sort of ideology. It just depends on the race. OK, meanwhile, how, how deeply has this? Has this crappy message been intertwined into the institutions of American life? And I have a new book coming out, as I mentioned a little bit early, called the, uh, earlier, called The Authoritarian Moment, about how America's institutions have been overtaken by the radical left and have been basically weaponized against dissent. It's called The Authoritarian Moment. You can pre-order it right now. It comes out in a couple of months. Okay, how deeply has this been enshrined in America's institutions? There's a company, a sort of woke venture capital company called Basecamp in Silicon Valley. And... Basecamp's chief executive, Jason Fried, put out a blog post last Monday in which he said that societal and political discussions on company messaging tools were a major distraction. He said that the company would ban committees, cut benefits like a fitness allowance, and stop lingering and dwelling on past decisions. He said, we're actually going to run this business like a business. So one third of the employees resigned. Basecamp had 57 employees, including Mr. Fried, when the announcement was made. Since then, at least 20 of them have posted publicly that they intend to resign or have already resigned, according to a tally by The New York Times. Mr. Freed and David Hansen, two of Basecamp's founders, have published several books about workplace culture. News of their latest management philosophy was met with a mix of applause and criticism on social media. So here's the thing. First of all, this is a great way to, uh, to purge your company of people who would be crappy employees anyway. If your employees are so focused on yelling at each other on message boards about wokeness that they're not doing their work, it seems to me that them quitting is an excellent HR solution. But beyond that, it just shows how deeply enmeshed in American culture, the CRT culture has become. 
the critical race theory ideology has become. I mean, so deeply, by the way, that the, the idea that we're all supposed to see each other in quote unquote intersectional ways, that we're supposed to build our institutions not around quality of performance, but we're supposed to really focus in on other immutable aspects of ourselves as though this is what makes an institution good, is that the institution focuses in on those things. That, that's, a, that's a weird, it's a weird take, and it's, it's really gone up to the highest levels of American society. The CIA, whose job last I checked, was to implement American foreign policy abroad. The Central Intelligence Agency, right there, the foreign sort of bookend to the FBI domestically. They put out an ad for the CIA focusing on how the CIA is focused on recruiting people who are intersectional and people who have generalized anxiety disorder. And I, I just, what does this have to do with doing the job of the CIA? I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. Okay, I just have a question. What does this have to do with the efficacy of the, of the CIA? Anything? I mean, seriously, what does she do for a living? I don't even know what she does at the CIA. Like, if you're going to do, do an ad for the CIA, you might want to focus on what the CIA actually does because that's the part that should matter to the taxpayers, not the cisgender millennial identity of the people who work for the CIA. The, the, the divide in America is being caused by the left. The left plays this game where they, they do deeply radical things, then they blame people for noticing. You should notice, and you should fight back against it because the takeover of our, institu- of our institutions by a deeply disturbed philosophy of what America is, is the biggest lie being told about America. It's being promulgated by our establishment media. It's being promulgated by the leaders of the White House. It's being promulgated in every major institution in America life, in American life, and it needs to be countered. It needs to be countered right to hell now. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of The Ben Shapiro Show. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Moles Show. That's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. A major tech company tells its woke employees to shut up. Romney gets booed by the Utah GOP, and Maxine Waters says America gets more racist every day. Go check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hey, 